You're listening to the Black Eagles podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. That's right. Episode 220. Black Eagles Podcast. I'm your host, Sinan Sporting. Live from New York City. The weather is sort of up and down, up and down. But it's settling, it seems, finally. On something looking like spring. It's getting warmer. As always, we hope. With the weather turning, so do, so do our fortunes on the pitch. Besiktas with some huge matches incoming. We talked about this last week. <clears throat> um, going into this one, we had Kaiseri, right? in the cup, which was pretty big for us. We wanted to go to Europa League, at least, in case we can't get second place, right? And then we had Bashaksha here, who were in third place, ahead of us. We want to pass them, right? Next up, Galatasaray on the road, then Hatayspor, Trabzonspor, Alanya. So just big game after big game. And so first up, Kayseri, we lost. Right, we're not going to dwell on it. It is what it is. So we needed, we hoped, for a huge result, hosting Bashakshi here in Istanbul at the Vodafone Park. I guess as such, let's begin proceedings. Operation is in effect as of right now. So, <clears throat> can't stress enough how big of a game this was. But so before we, we dig in, let's do the usual. Talk about a little bit of news as it came in. As for players, right? There's talk of Edgar Ie, central defender, which is a serious void we need to fill with Besiktas, no doubt. Uh, he was injured long-term. Trabzon let him go, right? Thinking they could just freeze his contract, bring someone else in, well, because, you know, they're trying to mount a title run um, but in the process it's a bit disrespectful to the player isn't it right like you can think of how we have locked in two foreign slots to players who don't even play for us right <laughs> I feel like you could out of respect for a guy who's integral to your team sort of keep your put that spot there for him with the, I, uh, with the incentive, too, of, of him potentially getting healthy and coming in later on in the season. They didn't, right? They cut him. They cut ties with him, essentially. And they said, oh, we'll definitely bring you back later. But the problem, apparently, is he might not agree to that. He, Edgar Ia, has decided that he's been a bit slighted in that 
proceeding and for all, for good reason I, again it's hard for him it's hard to imagine why a player wouldn't be but so yeah again for for Besiktas fans hopeful we might be able to get him the possibility remains additionally there's some talk of Talishka you know apparently when he was leaving the pitch for his side he said something I don't know if there's any veracity to it I don't really want to dig into that um, whether or not we need Talishka is even a debate, you know, given his role uh, with the club previously and whether or not he, you know, if we, we think that he could be the guy we need at this point, you know. Do we really need a number 10 who sort of gets hot or cold, you know, and, and can go on amazing runs, no doubt, but becomes sort of pivotal and controls the offense in a way, right? Like when we're playing at our best, we're distributing the ball and playing wide. Would he function within it? That's I mean, that's a whole conversation that would be worth having. And I think one could probably easily make the argument that he would be good in that system. In that just having a guy of like Gazelle's caliber, for example, would force someone like Talishka, right, to sort of respect that and play more sort of... Uh, willingly like distributing the ball out wide occasionally or whatever whatever it is um we could have that conversation if it was ever actually worth having i'm personally not sold on Talishka to Besiktas it's been sort of years of hope dashed for no good reason and um, the other good rumor good i guess perhaps for anyone who's interested in Besiktas getting a new coach daniel fark has left his post in Russia, uh, perhaps in response to the war, to that whole situation over there. I'm not exactly sure. He was allowed to leave, though, is how it was reported. Uh, again, he had been snapped up by Krasnodar. Uh, I don't think he'd played, he'd, he'd managed nearly enough games for them to fire him for his performance by any stretch. Uh, it's worth noting he did quite well with uh, a sort of ca cash-strapped Norwich City. Uh, previously, and he'd coached in uh, Dortmund, sort of like, you know, their, their second team. That, but, you know, so within their ranks, you know, I think developing their style of, of coaching and, and sort of systemic approach to football, you hope. Because, <clears throat> of course, Dortmund is a re renowned program in that sense. So, anyway, Daniel Farke. Apparently, there's some real stuff, right? I think it was, it's Firat Gunayev, perhaps, or, you know, one of the, the more legitimate, I don't think it's Serjan Dikme, right? That would be ideal. For the, anyway, if you want Farga to be the next coach, that would be ideal, because he's the most legit journalist. But I, nonetheless, you know, I think it's, there's some, some legitimate talk over there. At least that's how it, you know, it's being reported. We shall see. No rush, I suppose, right? This season is, you know, only 10 matches left now. At this point, we can start thinking of it as a season that's rounding up <clears throat> for better or worse. And, of course, we'll talk about that, especially when we get into the standings at the end of this. Uh, but, so, yeah, that's it really for the transfer talk and the, and the, and the rumors and the news, as far as, uh, as far as I'm aware, anyhow. Let's talk about Bashakshi here. Now, first of all, we got to look at our results against them. Already this season, they had beaten us, right? Bashakshi here beat us 3-2 to two when they hosted us with 
Okaka, Chuka, Okaka scoring twice and Gulbranson once late in the game. Alex Teixeira scored the, the our, our first goal of the match. It was an equalizer, lev- leveling the match at one to one. The game went late. Uh, it wasn't until the 83rd minute that Okaka scored his second, and then they scored their third shortly thereafter. And Bachuay scored on a penalty, like an extra time, but it was too little too late. So they had defeated us in the past, right? They have a history of uh, with us this season, you could say. Uh, although, with that said, for the most part, Besiktas does fairly well against Besiktas here. Although it's it's really almost 50-50. Um, Besiktas has won eight of... So of their last... I suppose I should say, right? Of their last 26 matches, Besiktas has won eight, Besiktas has won seven, and there have been 11 draws. So Besiktas has the upper hand to some extent, uh, but Besiktas here has been problematic, to say the least. And the reason that's especially interesting is that going into this season, Besiktas had beaten them quite a few times in a row. Uh, four times. I'm not sure if that stat includes the friendly d- victory. Uh, if not, then it's still three in a row that Besiktas had won as far as competitive matches. Uh, they had, In fact, Besiktas had won three to two or, or, or two to three on the road. Uh, but three times in a row they had that scoreline, so... You'd think uh, Bechtash would have the upper hand when it comes to the overall stats. In fact, we've caught up and just surpassed them. They had the upper hand with us for a while. So perhaps there's something of a boogeyman team for us. Certainly them beating us in the first half of the season would lend itself to that. But yeah, let's talk a little bit about this match now. And first of all, as far as injuries, suspensions for Besiktas, George Kevin and Kudu still out, although near return. Joseph, short-term injury, he's out. Mert Grunach, of course, done for the season. Pjanic, still injured, <coughs> supposedly. He's got a back injury. <coughs> Excuse me. He should be back soon, very soon. In fact, everyone here is reported as, as coming back in early March. And for the record, it is early March. Uh, additionally, Ozan Oziakup out until early March with another back injury. For them, it's Mahmoud Tektemir. Uh, leg, ligament injury until mid-March. And of course, Yusuf Ndiashimiye, 23-year-old Burundian. One of their more talented players, so that's a hit for them. He's out for a few weeks. So where does that leave Besiktas? Where does that leave, you know, what, what, what was on the pitch for, for both sides out there, right? For Besiktas, of course, it's Ersin Destanolu and goal. Interestingly, Serdar Satje would enter and Wellington would be his partner on the back line. Serdar replacing Montero, who I think was being blamed for the last the outing in the cup, which I didn't cover, my apologies, but, excuse me, uh, but uh, yeah, you know, just a bit of a bummer, frankly, that result. And I had just done two quick episodes back to back. So I felt like there was already plenty of content for you folks. 
eh, and just definitely not the result we wanted. But so anyway, Montero, I think, was being scapegoated for that <coughs> by putting Sergio Sachi in. But at least he went with youth rather than, you know, Najib or whatever. Valentin Jose was on the right side with Umut Medash, who has, you know, he's been consistently pretty good for, for Besiktas. I don't think anyone could argue otherwise. Up ahead of them in the midfield, Atiba Hutchinson and John Bozdoan, which is an interesting move. Ahead of them, Alex Teixeira with on the wings, Rashid Gazal on the right side, and Kenan Karaman on the left with Guven Yalchin up front. Of course, Kenan and Guven can alternate. Uh, Guven can play in that left wing role too, as we're all aware of. So. A few surprises, perhaps, but again, you know, you like to see, like, look, Ersin Destinolu, Serdar Sachi, John Bozdoran, Guven Yalchin. Right? That's four young players uh, right there. So, yeah, it's a huge match, and he's going with youth. So, you know, you, you can question it, perhaps, if you, if you doubt their ability, but you can certainly also see the positives in it. I think we've all hoped that at the very least we could sort of see what some of these kids are worth and what we have in them talent-wise before going into next season. I'm sure, you know, if Daniel Fark was watching, for example, he's happy to have uh, been able to see it. For our opponents, 33-year-old Volkan Babajan in goal. Uh, guarding that goal would be 18-year-old Turk Ravil Tagir and 25-year-old Brazilian Leo Duarte. I think he said Leonardo on his jersey. Uh, right back, Junior Caissada, 32-year-old Brazilian. Left back, of course, Hassan Ali Calderim, 32-year-old Turk. Uh, in the back of their midfield, Tolga Chigerji, 29-year-old Turk. And up ahead of him, Berkay Uzjan, number, uh, their number 10, 24-year-old. And next to him, Serbian 30-year-old Daniel Aleksic. On their wings, Serdar Gurler, 30-year-old Turk, who many will recognize. And opposite him, another name many will recognize, who's a returnee to the Super League, 27-year-old Egyptian Trezeguet. Right, and up top, of course, Stefano Okakachuka, 32-year-old Italian striker who has made, like I mentioned, you know, two goals in the first match against us. He's made a habit of being a pain in our butts. So, naturally, we're going to face him. Let's talk about it, right? Let's dig in. So, the first action of this match Really, uh, so this was, of course, the match day 28 finale for the Super League. <clears throat> Last match day of the season, so we can tell you the standings for for everyone going into this upcoming stretch, uh, into our derby against Galatasaray. But so, Besiktas really controlled the, the beginnings of this match, like, significantly. Um, Rashid Ghazal... Some really nice action, fantastic pass into the path of Guven Yalchin, and uh, <clears throat> again in the 16th minute, Guven Yalchin with a cross, which Atiba would bring down and sort of 
pass in one sort of slick move into the direction of Alex Teixeira. Alex Teixeira's shot is either saved or blocked, I'm not entirely sure, but it falls into the path of Kenan. I think it was blocked by a defender because the keeper went to dive. He was down the ground. Kenan had an open net, open goal, completely, completely at his mercy. And he sort of stumbles a little bit, sends it wide. And, you know, just a, a bad sign for sure. For anyone who's been critical of Kenan Kataman's season, this would be plenty to uh, be upset about, right? And just a minute later, Rashid Gazal with perhaps an even nicer setup, sort of behind him, like Kung Fu kicked the ball into the path of. Who else, right? But Kenan Karaman. Kenan Karaman would do well at first, you know, using his chest to bring it into the direction that he was moving in well, getting it onto his foot, and screwing it up again. Terrible shot, this time sending it wide, left across the goal mouth. One of those just absolutely pathetic, like, tricklers, you know. Uh, a minute later, again, this time it's Guven Yelchin who finds, you know, John Bozdoan puts it perfectly into his path. <clears throat> John Bozdoan has a pretty good look, it looks like, and he sends it just wide left, uh, right behind the post, sort of uh, with a little curve on it. So three huge chances wasted with finishing just off and of course 34th minute first chance of the game for our opposition for Bashakshi here and it's a long ball from back from back in the midfield dropping into the path of Okaka he doesn't get onto it, but he shields off the defender so it drops into the path of Berkay Uzjan, whose shot is defended well, uh, and Serdar gets to it to clear it, but he does a really bad job of it, sending it directly into the path of Trezeguet, the Egyptian midfielder being gifted a goal. He tucks it in comfortably, and they have the lead. So Besiktas, again, has completely dominated and wasted chance after chance. And Basakshi here are winning. Nil to one in Vodafone Park. Totally undeserved. But such is life, right? <laughs> uh, next real action, however, uh, would be in the 40th minute. John Bozduan with some real fancy footwork to keep the ball under intense pressure and then delivering it very nicely low on the ground into the path of Guven Yalchin who also does quite well to get to it between two defenders and kind of very quickly latch onto it sending it low into the back of the net and it's one to one Besiktas doing quite well to get right back into the match the kids showing everything they've got and we're all probably pretty happy at this point, feeling like, you know, we deserve to be in this match. Being down scares you, right? Like, can this team really score? 
um, even on a good day, right? And so going down a goal means we're in trouble, and sure enough, we deliver. 46th minute, Gazal gets brought down on the top of the box. Is that a penalty? We don't really get a look at it at all because uh, the ball sort of goes into the path of Alex. He gets a shot on target. It's saved. Uh, a second shot on the rebound, which is then also saved a little bit more easily, honestly, the second time around. But so in the process, they I don't really think they took a look at the initial foul that was on Rashid Gazal, which... I think had it been called, would have been a penalty. So I don't know if you blame the ref for that. If it was a penalty, uh, we'll probably get plenty of looks on it uh, on, on Twitter, on the internet. We'll get highlights, I'm sure. So for anyone looking, it's in the 46th minute. Uh, but so yeah, a penalty shot perhaps. What does end up happening uh, not much later is Wellington goes down with an injury. Uh, we're getting two minutes of extra time here. It's in the 47th minute. So Under Caravelli decides, I think, decides just to let it go. You know, let them blow the whistle to go to halftime. Instead, they blow the whistle to start up. Uh, Bashakshir takes advantage of the situation, sends the ball long into the path of Serdar Gurler, who um, has like a loopy cross into the path of Okaka, who heads it down into the goal. Rosier sort of tries to defend it instead, kind of actually deflects it in a way that Ersin can't make the save. He probably would have made the save otherwise, because it wasn't like a particularly powerful shot or anything. Again, just takes a weird deflection down into the goal. And this feels dirty, right? Like, Nejip is coming on for Wellington, who's injured. And I can't tell, like, does Under Caravelli decide, no, you know, we don't, we, need, we don't need to make the sub because there's not really enough time for anything to happen? You know, is that an assurance that's been given to him? Like, how, how does this occur? How do we go down a man and then get beaten by a long ball into the back so that our back line gets tested in a way that, you know, it breaks in that one instance? I mean, again, we're, to, to be fair, we're down a man in that key position. I don't know how it's allowed. I don't know if the ref blew the whistle too fast to let play go on and didn't give us the chance to make the sub. I don't know exactly what it is that's going on. It does look like Emre Belozolu, their coach, planned this play. He, he took note of the situation because uh, he had this cheeky little, you know, like he, he, he was like laughing with with some of his players like I told you that's what we should do and so you know whatever it worked apparently and they had the lead going into the half one of the like the most undeserved leads of the season and like there have been a few of those especially of late where we've actually kind of played well but still you know it hasn't always shown on the scoreline this was one of the worst examples of that We should have had four goals. And instead, we're losing one to two. So, uh, yeah, absolute disaster. No doubt about it. The the Gouven goal with the John Bozdoan assist, which should be cheering us, is just, you know, a forgotten moment at this point. We're losing at the half. Nijip comes on for Wellington in the second half, as you would expect. 
51st minute Serdar Gurler gets a 50, uh, 51st minute yellow card, repeating myself. And then it happens. Rashid Ghazal, another little bit of magic, um, sort of jukes out and then gets past the defense, sending it in with a lovely cross into the path of Alex Teixeira, who um, on a sort of diving in volley, you know, one touch volley, trying to get it right into the path of the goal from a tight angle, actually does fairly well, hits the post, and it goes right into the path of Kenan Kadaman. So like I said, it is match day 28. And Kenan Kadaman scores his first goal for Besiktas. And it's two to two. Uh, deserved, again, I think we can all agree, it was very deserved. Alex Teixeira, Finally, uh, it doesn't get any any stats here. It doesn't get the assist or anything like that. But uh, you know, again, influencing things positively. He's definitely contributing more. You know, he's 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 not the bust that we were all fearing. So that's good news. Obviously, that injury impacted him. It took him a long time to settle. This season is a bust because I think we clearly needed that sort of creativity and influence in attack. But better late than never. And so, yeah, he basically creates that goal alongside Rashid Ghazal. I mean, the two of them are, you know, good players, you could say. Especially, of course, Rashid Ghazal. Um, and so, yeah, there it is. We're level, as we should be. Uh, 60th minute is the next real sub. Alex Teixeira with a lovely ball into the path of Kenan Karaman, who somehow doesn't score. The keeper saves it and then it bounces up in a weird loopy way and over the crossbar. Turns out Kenan was offsides by like an inch anyway. So it wouldn't have counted regardless. But still, perfect ball from Alex Teixeira. Kenan Karaman somehow taking a fantastic opportunity and making nothing of it in like more than one way. <laughs> 63rd minute, Junior. Kaisara, a yellow card. 65th minute, Nasser Shadli enters the match for Berkay Uzjan. 70th minute, Guven Yalchin gets himself a yellow card. 73rd minute, Tolga Chigerji. Really nice ball, low into space, finds Okaka on the ground. He runs onto it. Sends in a pretty decent shot low. Ersin does fantastically to make the save. It's whistled, so it turns out Okaka was offside. Again, just barely, but yeah. Had he not been, or had they missed it, Ersin stood tall nonetheless. Or got down low, rather. But um, Great, great keeping from him there. Good to see that, because he's had, you know, some less than ideal outings on occasion of late, so... It's good to see him still there, you know, showing up when you need him. No, knowing that he can do that for you. And that would really be it. That would be the that would be the last of the of the uh, really sort of notable highlights. There would be a number of sort of half chances, back and forth, honestly, till the final whistle. Mishi Bachuai would enter the game for Guven Yelchin. No glaring opportunities missed like in the cup game, which I didn't cover. 
But yeah, that was a thing. So that's why he didn't play in this match. He was actually punished. Sardar Sachi would get himself a yellow card in the 79th minute. Trezge, a yellow card also in that same exchange. 82nd minute, Valentin Rosier, a yellow card. 82nd minute as well, Amir Ilkhan comes on for Alex Teixeira. And like, again, it's one of those like, okay, you know, you get it. You get Alex Teixeira coming up, right? Fatigue is, is starting to become a thing, as it always is for him. That's one sort of glaring weakness, obviously, in his game. But so to bring on Emirhan for him, you know, this kid hasn't really performed particularly well of late. It's a lot of pressure, right? It's a big moment for us, these last 10 minutes of a huge match. But, on the other hand, right, you kind of like the initiative. You want to see what the kid has, right? You want to, these are, these are exactly those moments where you can really see what someone's made of, so. I don't know, you can't be too critical of it. Pizzi comes on for Daniel Alexic in the 84th. Sali Uchan enters the match for Trezeguet, so they're, they're bringing in their new transfers. Kyle Aaron comes on for John Bozduan, who might have been injured, I hope it wasn't serious. It looked like it was a light injury, I mean, he walked off the pitch fine. But so, uh, yeah, but nothing doing from there and the match would end two to two a draw which is by all means a disappointing result it's it's a home match against Basakshi here right who we wanted to pass I think when you look at the table all week you're thinking okay if we, when we get these three points we passed XYZ and instead we should have been saying if we get those three points because we didn't we only get the one point We'll talk about how that impacts the standings. I will say we've gone down a notch, although we're still very much in every, everything, right? Still, everything's still alive, including second place. Although, you know, things could have been better, but whatever. Let's talk stats. First of all, Besiktas had 56% of the ball, 16 shots to their four, but only four on target to their two. That's right. They had two shots on target. Uh, for anyone who's forgotten, they also had two goals. So two for two. Not great. Not great. They had three big... We are Sorry, we had three big chances. They only had two. We missed two big chances. They did not miss any. That's clear, right? We completed 509 passes at an 88% rate, which is quite good. They completed 364 passes, significantly less, but at an 82% rate, which is fantastic as far as our opposition goes. They committed 15 fouls, we committed 10. We were each offsides twice, we each had three corners. So very back and forth in that sense. We hit the woodwork once, they did not hit it at all. They had one shot blocked by a defender. We had four. We had 13 shots inside the box. And still only four on target. So that's that's the, the handiwork of Kenan Karaman, right? I mentioned at least three 
highlights of his where he shanked the ball wide. Let's talk about individuals. The highest rated player down to, you know, seven, only players seven and above. The good players in this match. Serdar Gurler is the leader. Just one assist, but he must have done a lot, a lot else well. Next up, Rashid Ghazal. Very highly rated. Probably a man of the match candidate. Hard to say otherwise. Then Trezeguet. Then Kenan Karaman, goal scorer. Although they don't rate how he shanked some very good opportunities, perhaps. Then Atiba Hutchinson, and I think we could all agree that he had a, a really great outing. Then, of course, Alex Teixeira, also a good outing. Then John Bozduan, who I think also could be a, a, a man-of-the-match candidate. Certainly a fantastic assist. Then Valentin Lozier, Stefano Okakachuka, goal scorer. Junior Kaisada is the final player. Umut Merash, 6.92, just under the 7 rating. He could be rounded up into the group. But so it's, it's a relatively small group. Everyone is sort of rated eh, kind of mediocre around the sixes, except for that bunch. Now, I think you could make an argument for Rashid Ghazal as man of the match. No key stats, right? No, no goals or assists, but two shots. 32 of 40 with his passes at an 80% rate. Four key passes. He created a big chance, which was flubbed. He had 61 touches, one of two on his dribbles, three of seven on his crosses. So pretty much all of his passes that were inaccurate were, were the crosses that he missed for them. I mean, mostly those, those were them. He was two for two with his long balls. He took three corners. I mean, yeah, he, he, had, a, he had a fantastic outing. Can't really argue with that. Additionally, there's Atiba Hutchinson. 90 of 96 with his passing, 94% rate, two key passes, 109 touches, three for three with his long balls, I mean, I, you can't really say enough about his stats, honestly, his stats in this match are, are fantastic, 11 recoveries, three interceptions, but again, 109 touches, omnipresent. This man was everywhere. For me, he's the man of the match. Atiba Hutchinson. A man who, you know, at 39 years old, is, is a Benjamin Button of sorts. But yeah, absolutely man of the match for me. I just, you know, sometimes you're, you, you, you forget that he's as old as he is. He could be a coach. <laughs> there are younger coaches in the league. Uh, but so yeah, that's my man of the match. Uh, it's it's not a terrible result, obviously, when you look at the quality of the two teams and where, where Bashakshi here is in the standings versus where we are. It could have gone worse just because we wasted as many chances as we did. And they could have hit us on the counter once more, right? Could have been three for three instead of two for two. So, you know, whatever. It's a draw against a tough opponent. Not ideal, but not the worst result. Now, we'll talk a little bit about why. 
Trabzonspor drew 1-1 against Fenerbahce. So they remain on top but with 67 points. In second place, Konyaspor with a big win, 2-0 against Galatasaray. So silver linings abound, right? We can all imagine why that might not be so bad. There are, there are worse things. Although, again, we want to catch them now. We want second place. In fact, now we need it. We're out of the cup, so it's imperative, in fact. Unless we're going to content ourselves with the Conference League. In third place, Bashakri, our opponents in this match, we're still two points behind them. They're still in third place, however, with 47 points, tied with Fener, who also have 47, but they have the advantage on goal differential. Then Alanyaspor with 46 points, and then Adana Demir with 45 points, and us with 45 points. So we've dropped into seventh, but we're still seven points shy of second place, just seven points, not the end of the world. And we're also still just two points shy of third, who are still Bashakshi here. So nothing's actually changed much. Hatay Spor is right behind us now, two points shy of us with 43 points. Uh, and then Fatih Karagumruk is, is next with 40 points, five points behind us. So we're fairly safely where we are for the most part. Of course, next up is Galatasaray. And so they're losing to Konya. Just puts all the more pressure on them to get a result against us. Although on the other hand, they don't have a ton to play for. They're eight points clear of the relegation zone. Right? They're sitting in 12th place right now. So, I mean, it's not like a, a, a loss to us would, would, would destroy them, I don't think. Their leading goal scorer is Kerem Akturkolu with six goals. He's also got three assists. Gomi has already racked up three goals since he arrived. Um, Chikaldao also has four goals, two assists. But so certainly Kerem Akturkolu is the man to, to be looking out for. They also have Barcelona on Thursday in the build-up to our match, and then they're going to play them again shortly after our match. So basically their schedule is Thursday, March 10th. They're going to Spain to play against Barcelona. Then they come home to play against us on Monday, March 14th, and then three days later, Thursday, March 17th, they're hosting Barcelona. So if they can even keep it relatively close on Thursday, which is a big if, to be honest. Uh, but if they can, they might not really want to field all of their best players against us. They might have more to play for hosting Barcelona in a, in a, in a three, two or three days after they play us. So that could be to our benefit. We shall see. Uh, that match is on... And this is actually important. It's on Monday, March 14th at 1 p.m. For those of you who are here in New York City or on the eastern coast of the United States or you know, in my time zone generally, obviously check your local listings. Um, and what's significant here is that we were scheduled for Sunday. It got bumped to Monday to accommodate them for, you know, in their sort of Europa League campaign. Really sucks for me. I had a whole thing scheduled. Um, Arsenal are playing Leicester on that same Sunday. So I had... Arsenal friends coming over to watch that match and then we were going to also watch it was my chance to sort of do some some Super League promo I have gotten one of those friends a Besiktas kit I, I was going to I had him I was going to have him come over and wear it 
Now the plan's been ruined. So thanks, go out to Sedaya with your faux European, you know, whatever this campaign is. We only are gonna lose. And so I get inconvenience for nothing. I'm just kidding. It is what it is, it's fine. Uh, honestly, good luck. We need the, the coefficient points, so do the best you can. Uh, in fact, don't worry at all about that match that are between those two Barcelona matches, right? Doesn't matter. You don't care. <clears throat> 12th place, right? What's 13th place? 14th, right? No biggie. Uh, but anyway, obviously, so for Besiktas, with three points, they would have 48 points and theoretically be able to pass Fener, Bashakshir, Alanya, Adana Demir. I guess quickly, let's go through the other the other folks' matches upcoming. Konya will be on the road, though in Kaiseri, so not exactly tough opposition. Kaiseri on 10th place. Bashakshir's next match is going to be hosting Antalya Spor. Antalya also can be tough, although in 13th place, you know, not exactly. I'm sure uh, are our favorites, right? Next up for Fenerbahce will be Alanya Spor, and they're on the road. So that's not bad. That could go our way. Alanya obviously are tough, although it's worth noting that Alanya are also above us. That's the next team above us. So, I mean, it's one of those things where, like, a draw could theoretically be ideal because then we'd, we'd be level with Fener and we could pass Alanya. Although, I think we're always going to support our rival losing. <laughs> Especially because, you know, I think they're the easier side to catch, too, right? And then, uh, the other team ahead of us is Adana Demirspor, who will be hosting Sivas. Sivas is always tough opposition, although they're in 14th this year. Not a great year for them. Still, always tough, no doubt about it. Uh, but so yeah, obviously for us, the, the big news is we're going to be on the road against Galatasaray in our huge derby match Monday, March 14th, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Check your local listings. Uh, and that's it. We're done. We're done. That's, that's all I got for you folks. We will be back soon, as always, after that match for sure. Maybe I'll get a special guest since it's a big one, right? A derby. Obviously, it's depending on how things go. Sometimes people don't really like reliving negative results. And given how things have gone for us of late, you know, I don't know what we can expect. It could really go either way. But anyway, that's enough. Follow us on Twitter, at Eagles underscore podcast. Follow us on Instagram, Black Eagles podcast, one word. Follow myself, at Sir underscore rights underscore a lot. And as always, let's go Besiktas! Second place. Still within reach. We can do it, folks. Peace out.
Besiktas International hopes you enjoyed this program.